0: ahead of the game. Hi, I'm Kelsa Dickey, the CEO of the Financial Coach Academy and my financial coaching business, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. My coaching journey began more than a decade ago with me helping people for free from my dining room table. What was once a little business of mine has grown into a seven-figure company that employs a team of people. My goal is simple, to help you fall more and more in love with financial coaching. I believe financial coaching is the most rewarding way to make a living. If you are an aspiring financial coach or have been coaching for years, I'm here to help you create a business you love that gets your clients massive results. Let's get to it. Hey, Financial Coach. Kelsa here. Super excited to bring you Episode 3 of the Financial Coach Academy podcast, How Does Financial Coaching Differ from Financial Literacy? This is something that I feel really passionate about because I talked about this in Episode 1, if you remember. When I first started financial coaching, like what did I think I would be doing versus what I actually do as a financial coach? And I realize now looking back that what I thought I – would do as a financial coach was really like financial literacy. And what I mean by that is I thought I would sort of explain something to a client, educate them, give them some awareness, and then they would just miraculously take action. And it would be easy and simple. And they would love me and I would love them. They'd get massive results and we would hug and it would be incredible, right? I think the part that I didn't foresee. But I am so glad that I sort of leaned into it over the years. I didn't shy away when it happened. I just kept learning and growing myself. My, I embraced coaching skills was this idea that like, once a client knows how to do something or knows that they should do something, it doesn't always mean that they will then go and do something about it. That there's a lot of reasons why taking action, um, putting in new habits, sometimes just putting in new habits consistently can be really challenging for people. And that is actually where coaching comes in, right? So financial literacy is about education and knowledge. Think about financial literacy as sort of gaining information, very needed as you can imagine, right? Like this is not about one is good and the other is bad. They are both very much needed financial coaching and financial literacy. Financial literacy is about education, about knowledge, it's about knowing something. Think about the saying knowledge is power. I think that really encapsulates sort of this idea of financial literacy. Financial knowledge is power, right? I actually believe applied knowledge is power. And that's the difference between financial literacy and financial coaching. Financial coaching is about applied knowledge. It's about doing something with what you've learned, right? We can know something, but find ourselves unable to take action on it. And coaching is the follow through of doing something about what we know and what we've learned. Again, both are very needed. We've all faced times in our lives where we knew we needed to do something. Maybe we even knew which something we should be doing, but then we just couldn't get ourselves to do it, or we couldn't get ourselves to do it consistently. If you imagine yourself now as a financial coach, telling a client how to do something or educating them on what a particular concept with money is all about, that is you tackling the phase of financial literacy. If you expect a client to just do something about that information, change their habits, their behaviors, put new routines in place, and then just sort of like miraculously take action, that is this idea of financial literacy, but uh, again, I just want to caution you that not every client will find it that easy, right? And actually, my guess is that the clients who need financial coaches, the ones who reach out to financial coaches and say, hey, I need help, I can't do this on my own, I've tried, and I keep stumbling, are the people who probably know quite a bit. They've probably read things, they've researched, they've Googled some things, they've talked to people, but what they need help with is the application part of financial coaching. Financial education and financial literacy is a part of the role that we will play in our clients' lives. So this is not to discount it. I don't want you to think that's what I'm doing. It is actually the beginning of a lot of the coaching concepts that we design for my business. And we're going to dive into this in a lot more detail. But let's take something like net worth, for example. We might first introduce this topic of net worth to a client. We'll talk about what it is in a general sense. We'll probably tell them how it's calculated, right? We might even pull up a spreadsheet. And all of that is a very important part of the learning and the growth for a client, is really understanding what the concept is all about, right? And that's probably where we'll start. I could even, in a coaching session calculate a client's net worth for them, right there in the session, I could tell them what their net worth is, in other words, right? Like I could be talking at them in this sense. That too is still financial literacy. It is not yet financial coaching. Financial coaching in this example of net worth would be helping a client figure out why they care about this number, Why should they care about this number and not why do I care about it? I know why I calculate my net worth. You probably know as a financial coach why you calculate your net worth. You know it either gives you peace of mind. It helps you see the picture of your finances in a certain way, right? It's enlightening for you. It gives you awareness. It gives you something to shoot for. It helps you stay on track. There's probably so many benefits that you experience when it comes to knowing your net worth. My job is not, as a financial coach, to tell the client that that's also what they should gain from knowing their net worth. My job is to help them discover what knowing their net worth does for them. We can help them to calculate it, but financial coaching is saying... How can I help you to care about this number so much that a year from now, if we're no longer meeting, if I'm not your financial coach one year from now, you still want to calculate this number all your own because we have made this relevant for you. We've taken it instead of knowledge. We've actually applied it to your life. We've made it so it feels important to you. And why is that? We've discovered what that is for you. That is where coaching comes in coaching goes beyond knowing something. It's helping people to care about something, right? And to do something about it. Future episodes, we're going to be diving in to various coaching concepts and skills because it truly is what separates us from a lot of the financial experts and financial pro- professionals out there. But if you're not careful, coaches can get stuck in the financial education phase of helping clients. And you will know if you're doing this, if you find that you are talking at someone more than you are spending time listening. A key element of financial coaching is asking really good questions and helping the client come to some conclusions on their own and reflecting back to them some of the things that they're you're hearing or some of the things that they're saying and letting them draw some conclusions on that, right? The idea is if you are always talking at somebody, if you are doing more talking during a session than you are listening, then chances are you might be stuck in this idea of being a financial educator and not so much a financial coach. And that is okay if your goal is to be a financial educator. Financial Knowledge doesn't typically change in the sense that it's sort of how the world works, or there's laws or policies. You know, it's like, how does a mortgage work? And what's a debt to income ratio? How do you calculate net worth? Right? Um, These are facts or it's information. It simply doesn't change a whole lot. Financial coaching is all about the behavior. It's all about the individual. It's very nuanced. It is going to be different for every client. And that's really the coaching side of things, right? So typically during a coaching session, you're going to do some financial educating, of course. And we're also going to spend the bulk of our time more on the coaching side of things and having conversations with clients about what it is that they just learned, what do they want to do about it, what do they think of it, what comes up for them, what are their experiences in the past when they've heard those types of words before, and that sort of thing. Financial literacy If you wanted to be a financial educator, you could probably teach the same thing for years, okay? Financial coaching, on the other hand, is going to be unique to the person sitting in front of you. So it is really typical as a financial coach that I'll have a client session and what we're talking about, let's say we're even talking about net worth, The way we're talking about it could be very different and is likely different than the way I'm talking about net worth with the very next client session I'm having, even if we're also talking about net worth, like why they care about it, what that number means to them. One of the things that I like to do after we calculate or before we calculate someone's net worth, I will sort of educate them, do the financial literacy aspect of this and explain to them what net worth is. So they know what it is, but we haven't calculated theirs yet, right? Then what I do is I ask them, before we calculate yours, here's a Post-it note or grab a sheet of paper if it's like a virtual meeting, and I want you to write down what do you think your net worth is based on what you just learned, right? What would you guess your net worth is? And here's the thing. Every client usually says something along the lines of, is negative possible? Because I bet you mine is negative. In other words, they're sort of like poking fun at themselves a little bit, right? Like it kind of makes the, the conversation a little easier for some people to sort of make a joke about it. Uh, some people will say things like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to know sort of thing, right? And either way, we have them write down a number. A lot of the times, a person will write down zero, they just think it's a bad number. And then we go through the process of calculating their net worth. Then I ask them, once we've calculated it, what do you think of this number? And I give them time to talk about that. I give them time to share either it's better than what they were expecting. Most of the time, the high majority of the time, the number that they end up calculating as their net worth is higher than what they wrote down on a sheet of paper. And we talk about that. We talk about why did they assume that it was worse than what it was? And then we like to have a conversation around, are there any other parts of your financial life about the way you manage money where maybe you aren't giving yourself enough credit for something? Because in this example, you thought it was going to be way worse than it was, right? And it turned out to be better. What if there's a whole bunch of other areas of your financial life where the same is true, where it's actually better than what you think. But because you're not looking at it, you don't know and you can't celebrate it. You can't give yourself credit for it. It is a very pivotal moment in the coaching relationship when a client can sort of understand with a real life example that maybe they are discounting just what they're capable of and just how good they're doing and those types of things. That's a really important element of something like a net worth calculation, which is very financial and mathematical in nature and that sort of thing. Then there's also the coaching side of things, which is how do you feel about this number now that you know it? Are you okay with this number? What would you like to see for this number next year? Is this the number you'd like to focus on? Do you think this gives you clarity on your situation? Like Those types of things and everybody will answer those types of questions different in a future episode of the podcast we're going to be diving into ways that you can ask effective questions how can you hold space for your clients as a financial coach how can you take things like this that are very technical and mathematical in nature and how can you add in the behavioral mindset and all of those intangible moments to the coaching concepts right because that's really what we want to do we want to be able to bridge those two things as a financial coach. Financial literacy is by far the easiest part of what we do as financial coaches. Uh, Financial coaching can be much more challenging, but it's also, I think, more fun and more gratifying. Uh, You do not need more financial education in order to be a successful financial coach. I know that is one of the questions I get all of the time. Um, If anything, I'll sometimes talk with a young adult who's getting ready to go to college and they have this desire to be a financial coach and they say, so should I get a degree in finance? And I actually say, no, I think if you want to be a financial coach, you should get a degree in psychology or human behavior or leadership or something like that. I think those are much more relevant, much more applicable than the financial concepts because the financial literacy and the financial education part of what we do very rarely changes that information is out there. It's readily available. There's a lot of free resources out there. This is also not the reason why most people hire financial coaches, because of that. They can go out there if they just want to know the definition to something. If you want to learn something, you can Google those things, right? You can learn the concept. Coaching, though, is the element of helping people to apply that information, sort of communicating it in a way that is most relevant to the person sitting in front of you. And so here are some things that are really important as a financial coach. Instead of learning more and taking more classes and all that kind of thing, do you know where and how to find information? So if you don't know something, I think one of the best things we can do for clients is admit when we don't know something about money. As financial experts, as financial professionals, there is no possible way that we can know everything. And By showing a client that we're okay admitting when we don't know something, it opens the door for them to be okay with what they don't know about money. I think the greatest skill that we can have with money in general, this is not just as a financial coach, but just human beings in general, is curiosity. This idea that, like, if I don't know something, instead of feeling ashamed about that or guilty or bad about ourselves, just saying, "Mm, That's interesting. Let me go figure that out. I'm curious what I can learn about that. And I think when a client asks a question that you maybe don't know the answer to or you're not, you know, educated in that particular area of finance, to be able to say to a client, You know what? I don't know, but I love when this happens because it's an opportunity to learn more. And I am so curious about this question that you just asked me. I have a feeling if you ask me this question, another client's going to want to know the answer too. So how about we learn this together? Let's go tackle this together, right? And the idea is the learning part of this process is the easiest part. And you actually want to demonstrate that in real life for your clients. You can say to them in that meeting, how about between now and your next session, you go and research X, I'm going to research Y, and we'll come together and we'll teach each other some things about this particular area of finance, right? What you are doing is showing them that it is okay to not know something about money, but we can easily find those answers. We can talk to people, we can research, we can get a book, all of those types of things. And that is going to be a lifelong, lifelong part of money, absolutely, is always learning, always being curious. curious. Another uh, element of financial coaching that's going to be really important over and above financial literacy is knowing how to empower the client to find the information. So helping them learn which resources they should be looking into and which ones maybe they should be ignoring. Know how to break a problem down into phases and then steps. So sometimes the goal feels massive. And it's like what we need to be able to do is say, here's sort of the three phases of this goal, and here's the steps that we just want to get started with. We may not know every step in the entire plan. It might take us, that's like a five-year plan, right? And we don't know everything yet, but we can at least see that there's different phases to this, different milestones we know we're going to have to hit, and here's the first few steps that we can take, and then we are going to continuously reevaluate. That idea of breaking down one big goal or one big problem into more manageable steps for someone to take is an incredible skill to have as a financial coach. Know which factors are most important to even be considering. Oftentimes, clients get so distracted by things they've heard, things they don't fully understand. And being able to say, in this decision you're trying to make, this doesn't apply or this isn't relevant. There will be a time and place for us to learn that in the future, but that has nothing to do with this, can also be really important. Knowing who to talk to as a financial coach, having resources, strategic partners, having that reliable information for you to lean on is so important. Having people you can call. I think about my mortgage lender, Dan, who I adore. I've known him for probably 10 years now. Um, Have refinanced our own homes with him, have purchased homes with him, that sort of thing. And he is just always there when I need to talk to him. So if I have a client who's like, Hey, I want to buy a house, and it 's been three months since i 've had a client who' said that Then I call him and I say, "What do I need to know about mortgage rates right now? What do I need to know about underwriting right now? Just give me a heads up on stuff right i don 't need to stay up to date on that things on those things because I have people I can reach out to who I trust with reliable information. I would love to encourage all financial coaches to be a student of our craft when it comes to coaching. This is a skill that takes time and experience to master. It is not something that you'll feel amazing at right away. It is okay if when you first start as a financial coach, you sort of do more financial educating and you're getting your legs underneath you as a coach, sort of the coaching side of things. We're going to be talking about this in future episodes, helping you to really embrace your coaching style, your coaching personality, and really bring out these skills that you have. But it's okay. Really what I want you to do is be curious. Ask more questions to the client than what you maybe are right now. If don't assume you know anything. Ask a lot of like, why did you decide to do it that way? What came up for you? What were you thinking behind that decision? Right. And make sure the way you phrase the question is really important. We're not being accusatory. We're being curious, right? We want to know what makes that person tick. How what kinds of thoughts were coming up for them and all of that. That is the coaching side of things. Both financial coaching and financial literacy are really important in our world. I would love for us to have more financial experts tackling both of those things. Financial literacy, especially in schools and helping our youth as a way of preventing future stressors and struggles around money, of course, Um, But even then, financial coaching is the applied knowledge, right? It is doing something with the knowledge we have. And at some point for everybody, even those students who have a robust financial literacy curriculum that they've gone through in their schools, financial coaching is still going to be very needed in our world. And I want us talking about the application of financial skills, how all of us can really help with that even greater, okay? Okay. So here is your reflection question for this episode. At the end of every episode, if you remember, I'm going to give you something to ponder, some things to simply consider for yourself. You can reflect on the question or you may prefer to journal out the answer. The purpose is to deepen your awareness or help you gain clarity on the the topic we've discussed in the episode. And just a reminder, I would love it if you shared it with me. You can go ahead and leave a comment on the YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening as a podcast listener, please take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram. Tag us at Financial Coach Academy. The answers to a lot of these questions, coaches, are great content for your marketing. Talk about these things with your clients. It helps to educate them on... So many clients know to hire a personal trainer when they have a fitness goal, but they don't think to hire a financial coach when they have a money goal. And these types of conversations, you sharing your thoughts and takeaways on these things really help our clients and our listeners and our audience and that sort of thing to really grasp the idea of what financial coaches do and just how helpful we can be for people. So here's your question. Think about a time in your life when you thought about making some changes, You knew what to do or what you should do, but you struggled to make those changes really stick. Maybe you had a difficult time starting them, or perhaps you could start them, but you weren't able to stick with those changes consistently. How could hiring a coach have helped you in that situation? How could hiring a coach could have helped you in that situation? And then I actually have a bonus question for you for this episode. Do you see yourself being a financial educator or a financial coach? Do you have a desire or a passion to help people know more about financial concepts? Or do you have a desire or passion to help people take action on financial concepts? This also helps you to figure out which type of training you should consider investing in. If you want to be a financial educator, that is a beautiful thing. Imagine yourself giving presentations or teaching to classrooms or those types of things. But if you see yourself being a financial coach, which I believe is the best and most rewarding way to make a living, then, you know, Pursuing a training like the Financial Coach Academy that will help you embrace the skills of coaching is going to be really important. If you're ready to learn and see how to become a profitable, successful financial coach, check us out at financialcoachacademy.com to learn more about our online courses, free trainings, and events. As always, I love hearing from you. If you have any questions for the FCA podcast, submit them at financialcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review as well. It would mean the world to me. Next episode, we're going to be diving into how financial coaching differs from financial advising. See you next week.